This is the American Real Estate Show, and I'm your host, Tristan Almada. This show is an experience that happens typically through YouTube and plays into Facebook. Now it's a podcast. So this is where you're going to learn what the latest news is about real estate so you stay informed and you can make better decisions because at the end of the day, I mean, the American dream is still alive. Let's go. Let's go with data over drama. I'm hearing a lot of people give me so much emotions, so many feelings without actual data behind it. And that's when it gets a little dangerous. Look, I don't care if you buy a home right now. I don't care if you sell. I really don't. I'm just coming here giving you the data and hopefully you can decipher from the data the information that you're looking for. And I know it's kind of tough sometimes. So today, I want to dive in and show you some of the cities that are cooling down. I want to talk about the housing crash, because that keeps on coming up over and over. So we'll talk about that. And a couple of other things for you. And of course, I've got some great articles for you. The first one I want to share with you is one that was published by Redfin, but I want to show you the CNBC version of it because it just flows a lot easier. So just bear with me on this one. Let's dive into it right now. All right, here we go. This is called These 10 U.S. Real Estate Markets Are Cooling the Fastest. I'm also going to show you the slowest cooling ones. Here's what to know if you're a prospective buyer. All right. So let's just go right down, scroll right down to it. All this other stuff about interest rates. Yeah, we saw interest rates actually drop. Hold on just a second. They dropped. Surprise. They dropped down to 5.3. I went over it last week. Yes, they dropped. All right. Number one, you've got San Jose, California. Look how many places in California are actually decreasing their prices. It's cooling, right? It's cooling. Now, don't get this mistaken with the selling price dropping dramatically. Two different things, right? Two different things. Cooling just means like, look, there's a little bit of a slowdown. We're heading into more of a neutral market. There is a difference. Pay attention to the data and don't pay attention to other people's drama, please. This is what I love. Bill Pipes said, hey, look, pay attention to the data, uh, not the drama. San Jose's number one, a million five. It's pretty nuts. Sacramento, 610. Oakland, has been cooling down slightly, a million, that's the median price. Seattle, look at that, 850,000. Stockton, California, I hadn't seen that name in a long time. Boise, Idaho, we know that was on the list. Denver, Colorado, San Diego, Tacoma, and San Francisco tops it off. Now, I was surprised to take a look at the slowest. These are the 10 slowest cooling U.S. housing markets. Because I was like, what, Albany? Albany's kind of slow, but it makes sense. These places, not a lot of people moved to. There wasn't a big change during the pandemic. So, of course, there was less of a change in the cooling, right? Cooling. Now, I've got Albany, El Paso, Bridgeport, Lake County, Rochester, New York, New Brunswick, New Jersey. And obviously, you've got two in Ohio there, Connecticut, Connecticut and, and a few other little things here. But let, let's pay attention to something here. 
If I'm a buyer, if I'm an investor, I want to go into a place that's not cooling as much, right? That has more of an already slow neutral base. So I'm looking at areas that aren't going to change as much over the next year. So that's why I was looking at that originally. Now, if I go dig into this a little bit more and follow this, cooling doesn't mean buyers will see price drops. I mean, at this point, even CNBC is telling us, hey, no price drop. Surprise, not a crash, they're saying. And you could just get into it a little bit more here. I'll just zoom in so you can see here. One of the reasons why we've had this frothy overheated market is just lack of inventory, right? And then they go in deeper, they go in deeper. And at the end, I'm just going to scroll down over here so you can read the ending with me because a lot of the times we miss the actual ending. It says... If you overbid on the property, you may be underwater in the short term, very short term. Right now, yes, it's cooling a tiny bit, right? Meaning you owe more on the mortgage than the home is worth. That's not the situation necessarily you need to rush into, right? So forth. Now look at the bottom. It says experts generally, generally recommend setting aside three to six months of living expenses, but some advisors suggest more of added flexibility. I'm telling you, look, if you're buying right now, you're probably going to buy and again, I don't care if you buy or sell. I'm just giving you data and based on experience. If you buy or sell right now, chances are you're not going to have to, you're not going to want to buy again immediately or sell immediately. You're hanging on for the long term. And if we look at the trajectory of real estate over a span of 10 years, it's grown and grown and grown and continually grown. I mean, look what inflation did to real estate just over the last few months, right? Over the last year, just over the last two years. Now we go and take a look at the next article right? Which is, should I wait for real estate prices to crash before I buy a house? Right? This this was my favorite one. I'm like, okay, this is on everybody's mind. Should I wait? Because I'm hearing a crash. Our very first thing you see, lenders stopped being so lax. They go over what happened in 2008. People that just had a pulse were getting a loan and they were purchasing it says no that's no longer the rate look at this the median credit score of newly originated mortgages was 776 in the first quarter of the year according to the federal reserve bank of new york so they're they're they've taken that whole thing and just made it even tighter but nearly 70 percent of new mortgages holders had a credit score of 760 or more. So that's no longer an issue. Nobody's getting a loan that doesn't deserve a loan or just in this case was just breathing like in 2007, 2006 and the buildup to 2008. Next, homeowners are doing just fine. And by just fine, let's take a look at what they actually mean, right? Fortunately, let's just read this with me. Fortunately, mortgage forbearance programs allowed struggling borrowers to pause their payments until they could get back on their feet. And I've shown you that graphic over and over to show you what's happening. I've got a new one. I'll share it this week. But at, And it worked. By the end of March, the share of mortgage balances 90 plus days past due remains at 0.5% a historic low. Yes. Now, if you compare it to 2010, which they do, it says when delinquencies, let me highlight that for you, delinquencies on a single family home hit a 30-year high of 11.36%. The rate was just 2.13 in the first quarter of 2022, right? That's nuts. And on top of that, it goes and says rising home prices have translated into increased equity, which we know, right? 
a lot of people have equity. That's 34% of increase and more than 200, 207,000 in additional available equity per borrower. So look, if you want to sell, sell. Chances are you're not upside down, right? Pretty high chances. And last, there's still plenty of supply. And if you've been following me, you know I've been saying um, Dave Ramsey, he's got I don't agree with everything he says, and I don't even fully agree with what he's saying with the market. He's saying that for the next five years, it's just going to continually grow and grow and grow. We're not going to have a down year. Look, I don't know what happens in the next year. I know we don't crash. Now, we're seeing prices cool down. There may be a slight decrease in prices regionally, right? In some areas, I don't know. Like, look at Florida. Parts of Florida are still growing. But overall, I think you look at this in a five-year span, and yeah, we've grown. A lot less, a lot more neutral like before, but definitely I don't agree 100% on what he's saying. Here's what he's saying. He says, uh, Ramsey says, well, I do agree with the 2008 one. He says, Ramsey says, let me go back. Ramsey says the major issue in 2008 was there was a tremendous oversupply because foreclosures went everywhere and the market just froze. The crisis wasn't down to the economy of interest rates. It was a real estate panic. He's right about that. Now, in comparison, he says, in comparison, there's now a huge demand and a shortage of supply. He's right. There is. We've shown it. I've shown you in the other videos. Go watch them. But the Federal Reserve's effort to dampen demand by raising interest rates is starting to work. And new housing starting is slowing, slowly come onto the market as well. Now we're starting to see that slowly come through. He's right about that. What Ramsey says, though, is we're seeing now is a softening in the rate of increase of prices. And that's true. He's right about that. But he doesn't anticipate they'll go down like they did in 2008. In fact, if you go and watch Dave Ramsey, he says, he says there's not going to be a slowdown at all. In fact, prices are going to continue to grow every year. Now, um, I'm not sure, like I said, at the end of this year, where we'll end up, but it's not a crash. Now, if we go into the data here, I wanted to show you recent data, and then I'll, I'll end it with this. Here's Redfin's recent article. This one's called Housing Market Update Balances Returning to the Housing Market as Competition Eases. This was published on July 7th, just a few days ago, but I want to bring it up as well because it has some good data some great leading indicators. Now I'm gonna zoom in a little bit on this one so we can read it a little better. There we go. It says, for the week ending July 7, 30-year mortgage rates fell to 5.3%, the largest one-week drop since 2008. This was down from a 2022 high of 5.81. And I went over why interest rates were falling, right? And that's because more of the investor stock the people who jump into the stock market, they're like, hey, we, we're going to buy some treasury bonds now that we're hearing the word recession more. Because what happens is they put their money into the treasury bonds and then that means that the interest rates are going to come down. Mortgage rates specifically because mortgage rates are tied to the treasury bond. So that you may see come down more if you do see the word recession come into play a lot more, which we don't know if we're in one or not. Fewer people search for homes for sale on Google. That's important because year over year it says, uh, well, here, it says searches during the week ending July 2nd were down 2% from a year earlier. So the term homes for sale on Google are significantly down. They were down way, way earlier in the year as well. Uh, March, April, when the interest rates first hiked up, you started seeing that happen. Now, you see over here the seasonally adjusted 
Let me highlight that. Seasonally adjusted Redfin Home Buyers Demand Index, a really good index, a measure of requests for home tours and other home buying services for Redfin agents was down 15% year over year. We are seeing less people afford homes because interest rates went up dramatically. Now that may change if the interest rates keep on dropping, right? Which means that it'll stabilize the decreases a lot faster. Uh, touring activity was also down 14%. And this one was important. This is a, a very great leading indicator that I want you to pay attention to. Mortgage purchase applications were down 17% from a year earlier. We already knew those were down. So keep an eye on those things. Now, when you look at those things and you look at all the data that were afforded here and that were given, a lot of people say, well, a lot of this data is old. And we're looking at old data. What's happening? What's happening next? And as you look at, because we have, we kind of have our finger on the pulse since we are agents as well. And remember, I don't care if you're buying or selling. It's just I don't. You can do whatever you want. I'm just giving you information here. Nobody's paying me. I'm not selling you anything either. I want you to pay attention to the actual data, to the people still buying, to the supply, to the demand, to the actual homes for sale. And what you're seeing when you look at the data right now, when you look at the people that are actually still buying a home is that they're still buying homes. Interest rates are at 5.3%. Experts were saying they were going to go up to seven or eight. And people that were freaking out were saying we, we, we had already crashed. Forget about it. Summer was going to be terrible. That hasn't happened. And that's not going to happen. So I want you to pay attention to the data so you understand where we're heading next. Where we're heading next is just a neutral market. And if we start seeing interest rates drop dramatically, and we saw the Fed talk about this earlier, about four weeks ago, and we said, hey, you know what? Prices are probably still going to continue to go up. Sale prices, right? That sold price. He says, I think they'll probably still go up through the end of the year. I'm not surprised if they do. He says, but we're going to try to lower the rate by the end of the year. So the mortgage rate. And so with that in mind, right, you can start seeing what's happening now. Now, we won't really see what's happening in the market until in the real estate market until we hit September, October, when this summer demand, that's a cycle, when the summer demand creeps down a little bit more. Then we'll start seeing, okay, where are we really? How much are we actually cooling, right? Because there's no crash. Throw that word out. Remember? Data over drama. Uh, not drama over data. And so then we can take a look at where are we? Because then if it's a normal cycle, that means in March, again, we start picking back up. So 5% increase year over year. What does this look like on a neutral market? Are we going to end up higher or lower? Where are we going to be this year? I think you just have to keep an eye on everything. Interest rates are down, which surprised everybody. Mortgage interest rates. What's next, right? No crash. Is that going to surprise everybody? Really? Come on. Pay attention to everything. Stay with me on this. Tune in tomorrow. Subscribe to my channels. I'm going to put all the links to the articles on the YouTube channel of this. So grab it from there. If you have any questions or you disagree with me or you agree with me, just let me know. I always love looking at data, not feelings or emotions.